Now is your time to fly. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are A-M-A-Z-I-N-G. It's amazing. That's amazing. Can I get a, a, a mm-hmm from Deacon Rubra? Mm-hmm. Hey, can, can the congregation say mm-hmm, please, for the people? Mm-hmm. I love it. I lo- All right, I just want to do that. Go ahead, Brett. You know what I mean? I just want to do that, man. That's my birthday gift to myself. That's <laughs> 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 my birthday gift to myself. I want to bring the show in. Man, this dude been jumping out the box all day. Like, that was pretty good, son. That was pretty good. I, I, I'm going to give you two. Clap it up for you. Man. Man, that, was, that, was, that was pretty good. You should, hey man, go ahead, keep it going, man. Introduce everybody else. I, I was the moderator, B. Jones. Thank you for listening. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here. But go ahead, Jay, you got it. Go ahead. Okay, okay. You know, we're going to move right along, man. We're going to throw it to my man, El Freshadente DJ, Barry B. Fresh. What's going on, baby? All fret, but really, I just want the people to know I'm starting with the man in the mirror. <laughs> I'm asking him to change his way. No message could be any clearer. But if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make that. Yes, make make that change. You see that change? That fresh lineup. Got the change. Got the windscreen. I'm sorry. Show, show, man. You got it. Got my data on today. There it is. America, there it is. Get to the Lavar Burton on. There you go, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, man. What's going on, B. Jones? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yo, B. What's going on, baby? How we doing? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. I don't, I don't got no tagline. I'm gonna keep it clean, simple. Hey, next man. week, next week, I'm gonna come with one. Though, so y'all be ready. Yeah, man. Let's let's just more sometimes, man. Let's more. Yeah, you said a lot. Keep it simple. <laughs> Deacon Rubra, man. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How we doing tonight, man? We're doing good. We're doing good. Room to the bros. Room to the bros. Room to the cues. Hey, I got, me, I got me something in the background, man. I'm competing over here, man. I can't let Faison get all of them, man. Over here. He, he got a little out of character last week, man. After the call. That was after, after the call. Right. Speaking of my man, Faison, I'm loving the shirt, man. How we doing over there? Oh man, good to go. Got my Brad Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so um, last week I promised that I was going to do something totally off the wall and different and um and make you guys dig back to the crate. So uh, I found the man who has a PhD in personality. That man you found maybe a catastrophe. It's more of a reality. He has the cutest smile, the girls go wild every time they see his face. He may be cute enough, but that don't pay this month's rent. Hang in with Mr. Cooper. Wow. Wow. You went way back. We're going to take it back. Back into time. And last, last but not least, my mentors, ladies and gentlemen, the man with the plan with the map in his hand, who sometimes we can't stand. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's going on, Coach Kizzle? What's going on, Kay? How we living? Here we go. <laughs> What's happening? You, you trying to bait me? You trying to bait me? That, that's for a your, for, your, for your fan club. That's what it been. is, bro. <laughs> you trying to bait me? It's okay. It's all right. But I, listen, man, I'm, I'm gonna keep moving because I already know I'm about to lose you right now. But I knew Faison was gonna come with the thunder. So I got some lightning for him. 
And since I messed up last week, I had to redeem myself. Picture pages, picture pages. Time to get your picture pages. Time to get your crayons and your pencils. Picture pages, picture pages. Open up your picture ba- your pages. Time to let Bill Cosby do a picture page with you. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's a that's a good one. Falls over a crowd. That's a good wow. Wow, well, there go, uh, there go my voice. You know what I mean? I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, because you have no idea what I'm talking yeah, about. You know what that is. Yeah, go ahead and throw, uh, put an APB back off my voice, man. Like the like a couple episodes. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. You, you have no idea what that was, do you? At all. Nah, I have no idea. The, the moderator doesn't know either. <laughs> I'm right there with you, bro. We, once again, yeah. second week in a row, we in the same boat. Hey, so so Bill Cosby had a show called Picture Pages, and mm-hmm. basically you sat there and you drew stuff the whole show, and the little marker used to make noise as he was drawing right. stuff. So I had that marker. I actually had that marker in school. You can definitely YouTube that, ladies and gentlemen. Go yep. ahead and search Bill Cosby Picture Page, and you will be able to picture page with your children. Or with it your was son. way before. We were born before I was born, but I saw repeats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't was that one like a, they had a couple of them on Sesame Street, too? Like, uh huh. The, 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 the pen, the pen came out, and the pen would do his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the pen was able to get in contract while Cosby was uh, <laughs> not. <laughs> no, Sesame Street money is funny to me. I need my own show. And that's really how the Cosby show got started is because he was like, you know what? I'm not doing no more of this cartoon stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to do something dedicated. Mm-hmm. I'm totally okay. As, up, as the official fact checker, it was Mortimer Ichabod Marker. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about, man. That's initiative yeah, I, right there. Yeah, I, remember the I remember the show, but I could not remember. Like, we said the Marker Heights, it had a name. Mortimer Ichabod Marker. Wow. Good Lord. Wow. Yeah, that was that was, <laughs> that was serious. I give you a lot of props on that one, Weezy. Right. And then they're gonna end it with marker. More than marker. <laughs> marker. <laughs> Just to be clear. Hey, oh, hey, where we going next, man? Where we going next, man? You got it. What's oh, up, man? Like I said, man, that was my birthday gift to myself. I just want to bring in the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, okay. I, I just want to bring in the show, man. I'm not trying to take nobody's job. Oh, okay. you know what I mean? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, listen, man. You let somebody get a few reps, you know, on their own show. <laughs> on Sundays and all of a sudden, they started feeling this. So no, it's like oh, I, I can do this. I can do this. Hey, man, I, <laughs> I think I, I can. Hey, I think I'm really doing the gritty. And I think I can. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm gonna be great. <laughs> Jay, we still on you, man. So look, you you celebrated the birthday last weekend. You and skydiving, man. I need the oh, uh, experience, bro. I need because I, I wanted to go. I didn't get an invite until it was too late. So you know, uh, I, I, I gotta live vicariously yeah. right now. We always have this conversation about his quote unquote team. <laughs> go ahead, back to your skydiving experience, though. <laughs> yeah. No, man, it was it was uh, man like the one of the greatest. Uh, scariest but most thrilling uh, experience ever had in my life man like like just okay quick backstory like yo filling out the waiver like they let you know that you might die I don't know if y'all ever you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> you only jumping out of a plane <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and, and don't try to sue us because it ain't gonna go down you got some 
like, you're doing this at your own risk, you might die. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And I saw one of the instructors come out on crutches with like a knee brace on, like, like a torn meniscus, uh, freaking torn ACL. The, the lady checking me in, she told me like, yeah, he, this I happened. just went down last week. Like literally, like, <laughs> this is like the week before I came. Like I went on Sunday, so this happened like the weekend before I got there. And then she was like, uh, but it's a great experience. You're going to have a lot of fun. I'm like, but my man, like he's been doing this for years. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun, as you can see. As you can see, I oh, there it is. Yeah, man, it was great though. It was great. Just like I mean, like oh, no, real quick, like right at the door, it's a scary moment, right? Right before you jump, like right before you leave the airplane or whatever, however you have to be, like that's the scariest moment. But once you do it, it's there's no fear. You know what I mean? There's no doubt. There's no worry. It's just. Uh, Appreciate for what? What? What else? Are you <laughs> <laughs> but see, the thing about the skydiving is though, um, because you was on Buddy back, right? No, in front. He was your back. He's in the front. Either Buddy's way, you don't have no control about uh, over when you get out the plane, right? No, 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 no. She, she exactly. This was so, a girl. Yeah. It was it was a girl, and she was the one that was pretty much in. All you have to do is just kind of like fall, yeah. right? You know what I mean, that's just yeah. pretty much. That was the handsome girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. With, the, with the gear on, with the oh. gear on, you can't really tell. Alright, I'm sorry. Put myself back in place. But yeah, Turn man. You know, tea up and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a flashlight? <laughs> Moving right along. Well, yeah, man. I'm glad you enjoyed your birthday. Got to experience that. Hopefully, one of these days I'll be able to get up there in the air with you. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm trying to get a group. So, I'm telling y'all. Oh, oh, you trying to get a group now? I'm telling y'all. We group should, rates we might need be. To go. We need to fledge together, I'm man. So we, we were supposed to do it this year. We were yeah. supposed to do it this year. We, we didn't do it. What happened, coach? In and out. It was a weird angle. Man, so we got some housekeeping stuff to get into this week, man. Uh, for all the listeners, man, we had a great show last week. We got into the, you know, Colin Kaepernick, the Michael Vick situation or whatever. And uh, to my surprise, it was crazy. Carol was like uh, the the oracle last week when he's talking about, you know, how uh, Vick uh, stepped on the neck for, uh, stepped on the neck of Colin Kaepernick to get a job. And it turns out, you know, he's a he's a coaching intern right now with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's pretty pretty crazy, girl. How how how'd you know? Hey man, look, I'm telling you, I, I know an audition when I see it, man. <laughs> Andy Reid, Andy Reid. Hey, so so what what position is he coaching? Quarterback. Quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't Alex, know if they have. A, no, no, no. Alex, Alex not, Smith no. can't do any of that. He's not. T- <laughs> I read the article. He ain't going nowhere near Alex Smith. They got a young dude that's behind Alex Smith that might be kind of mobile. I think. So I think trying to get him. And plus, he's been in Andrew system for I guess the last few years. He was in the league, so he knows um, he players. He has the respect of the locker room, I guess. So you know, he's a football player. Patrick Mahomes is a young kid out of Texas. Way to see yeah. it, okay? Way to see it. Right, right. So, um, other thing, man. So, we got into a great discussion. Um, and then Carol, once again, brought up a great point about PETA and how, uh, you know, there's not really any other organizations that are feared on that level. And we talked about the Panthers. We mm. talked about the Nation of Islam. Mm. 
I wanted to throw out Black Lives Matter, but the conversation got so good and we kind of moved, you know, fat moved pretty fast past it. I couldn't get them in there. But that is that organization that I think is is inspiring a lot of that fear into the government, into the, the anti, you know, groups that have sprung up against them. And it's basically for that same reason, the way PETA is kind of set up and organized, how they are very disruptive and in your face with certain things. Black Lives Matter movement, the, the culture of that organization, that's what I want, the organization, I think is set up to be that, uh, to, to spark that fear in the government. So we definitely want to make sure we shout them out um, and, and give them their, their just due. Go ahead. I was going to talk about sponsorship, but I don't know if they have any money. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, they organization, but they try to get money. Grassroots. Exactly. Uh, last thing, man, uh, with the communities aspect of the podcast. So we threw out there, um, you know, that they, we don't have a lot of black communities, which isn't necessarily true. I know where Kay was going with it. Um, because the infrastructure in a lot of those communities that we talked about, like the Ferguson's and, you know, New Orleans of the world, even in Miami or whatever, the infrastructure is just not set up the way it would be in the Baldwin Hills or the, uh, not Bethesda, it's it's an area in Maryland. um, Wealthy. That would be... um, It starts with a C. Um, Not PG County, but it's another. Yeah, I'm thinking PG County, but yeah. PG County is one of them as well. And these are all affluent neighborhoods and affluent communities within the black, uh, well, affluent black communities. So they afford themselves a little bit more protection in in that right when it comes to like police brutality or the educational system. However, so so I have a question. Do do they have their own police force? I mean, it's the uh, it's the community's police force or the city's police force. So do 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 they have their own fire department? It's the city fire department, right? My, when I said black community, I mean a black community where you have a police department, you have a uh, you have a fire department, you also have uh, like the infrastructure as far as schools and whatnot. Yeah, right, You're right. That's what I mean by a black community. So I was specifically, I was specifically talking about the original definition of a community. We have neighborhoods, not communities. But then, who who has a community at, at that point? Everything right, is because I think there it's is all, no community at all. There's all they're all municipal organizations, and it's all about who you got staffing them, um, so to speak. So where where would those communities? But they're staffed. They're staffed to reflect the majority. Yeah. We are the majority in some of those communities, though. But because we don't have any power or any influence. Okay. Well, all the power and influence, it, it kind of stays within that community. And I think that's 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 the problem that I think we... Uh, so if, if, if that were the case, in our communities, we would see faces like us walking the street if we had the power and the influence. But that's not the case. That's not who's walking our streets. Is that the case in those communities? In what communities? Yeah. PG. PG, PG County, the ball. They, they had they the, had a um, Jonesboro's of the world in, in Atlanta's or whatever. PG County had a um had a a pretty heavy or uh, I would say majority uh, black uh, office squad or or fire department depending on what part you were in. PG County is very large, but it was either black or Latin that was you know, running those things, and that's the predominant community of the area. Now, is it all one community? No, but I don't think anywhere we have one unless you go to like some rural cities where there's two hundred people. And you have a community where the, the police chief is probably just a black person or the fire captain is somebody black, but 
when it gets to large numbers, it's almost impossible just to have a predominantly all one uh, race. Yeah. So look, the, the the point is not to make this blanket statement and say that we have no black communities, right? Exactly. And that's what in, I want to in, 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 in what community is perceived as today? Sure, we do. But in what a real community is, where you have control and power over your community and the ability to affect change instantly, like we meet and we vote and we have a change, mm-hmm. we don't have very many of those. Right. Agreed. Yeah. And that that I would agree to. And it's unfortunate because, uh, like like you said, the, the communities or the places that are afflicted with the police brutality, with the unfair educational systems, all of those are, you know, your lesser poverty stricken areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's the resources just aren't, aren't thrown in to those communities or whatever. So that's mainly what you kind of speak to or, or what we are speaking to, because that you, you find much, many more of those than you do the PG counties or the Baldwin Hills or wherever of the world. Now you also got to think about this that you can't you can't vote if you rent. So until there's ownership of those areas, those communities, your your renter's vote means nothing in that community because it's going down to the owner of that property or those properties around you that have the say in the change. Really, I, I had no idea. When you say you can't rent, you can't vote. What do you mean? If you're if you are say you're in a rental community or if you're just renting from someone who owns a house or or you're just in somewhere say PG County in instance and half the block or half the two block radius around you you want change but no one on that block owns that house everyone's just renting from someone else from a landlord you well, can't you can you can suggest that sounds like it comes down organization or something like that other than right what I'm saying so this, this is the part of Carol mentioned that you no know, changing some things around uh, you this part if you want to change your block or change or make a safety watch in your block or change, you had to get that that's going through your town county your approvals the whole process and if you are technically a resident but you don't own it you don't get the vote when you go to city hall and say we want this you have to go through your landlord to vote for that process right but so so that's on a very that's bringing it down to yeah, that's what almost, should, yeah. almost the smallest scale right mm-hmm. but i think you have to start at a bigger scale where who's the fire chief who is the police chief you know what I mean? The, the, that's the type of stuff that I, that I'm talking about. Who's the superintendent of schools? Mm-hmm. But who votes for those people? The people in the very bottom who own the property. So you got to start at the bottom and work your way to girls to change people. I mean, all these in the voting and yeah, happening. yeah. But but you have to start at the top because the, the the rules and the laws that get made come down. Right. Right. So you can't just change things at the bottom if they're not in line with what the rules and the policies are, policies are at the top. Right. And then, like to me, it, it sounds kind of weird because if I live in this place, you know, I'm I'm a registered voter in the city, but I can't vote on the policies and and laws and superintendents that directly affect me because I don't own the house in, in this city or in this. Good. So, and direct some sort, and I'm be that you can you can direct me if I'm incorrect, and uh, this is what you you do or what you you're in. But it was that's what I've I've been told and learned that if you for schools for things in that matter, you have to be you know to live and own in order to make those decisions. You can be a renter, and but you still don't have anything that that really can make us the difference. Nah, because like I, we just moved here last year during voting, and I voted for school board stuff and things mm-hmm. like that. And I had to do extra research because we had just got here. So I didn't know who was good and who wasn't. And, and we're renting, but we still had the opportunity to vote for that stuff. Now, I'm not sure about those counties up there, but when it comes to most school boards, well, you got to look at where you're at because school boards are either elected or appointed. 
So if they're appointed, they need to work on who's your um, governor or who's the mayor of the city. Um, they may be make an appointment. Like Miami-Dade is appointed, but I have other superintendents out in like Okeechobee or Hendry County, the small, small, smaller rural districts that are elected. So their stance on certain situations or finances, dealing with schools, is totally different. They're going to appease the masses to get voted. And what they do when they get in there is maybe something totally different, which we've experienced. But the ones that are appointed, or the school board may appoint them, you vote for the school board members, and the school board members vote on the, and appoint the superintendent. So there's politics either way you go. But as far as somebody moving somewhere or not, those counties, I'm not, I gotta do some research on. But from everywhere I've been and, and know about, um, when you're there, like Kay said, if you show up, and you register in the state of Florida or you register in enough time, you vote on every single thing that's on that ballot. Um, it's not about property. Now, not, not, not now. I'm always talking funding, about you government. Funding, when it comes to funding, it's property taxes. So whoever's paying the taxes technically is that. But still, if you're paying rent, you're front-loading the money for the owner to pay the taxes. So... Right now, government government is a whole, and I think we're going to a government conversation, and that definitely, no matter where you are, you register to vote, register to vote. That's your your county, your township, whatever it may be. But digging down to the, that taxpayer, that taxpayer is paying tax paying on that property, which is now part of that specific thing. So there's things that you can't do if you don't own that that specific area. So that's where I'm kind of digging into the process. If you want change in your area, you can do all the yeah. activism you want to do, or do all the hey, I live here. But when it comes down to it. The person who owns the house has the more power than the person who rents it. Catch, catch. Right. Okay. Cool. Where I want change in though is in the NFL. Uh, so we got another guy that jump out here to speak on the Colin Kaepernick situation, and uh, Ray Lewis. <laughs> and I'm sad to say, you know, what Ray, I'm Ray, Ray, Ray. You know, uh, resident Miami Hurricane, but you know, he got out there, jumped out the box, and got into it with Shannon Sharp. Who is now like my new favorite sports commentator, man? I, I love <laughs> the way that he handled that situation on Undisputed. Is it show? Yeah, Undisputed. Mm-hmm. Love the way he handled that situation, man. And then uh, Ray Lewis came out with an article uh, saying that all Cal- uh, Kaepernick needs to do is worry about getting back on the field. He just needs to worry about playing football. That's it. He needs to tiptoe around all of his social, um, uh, social, what you call it? Uh, yeah, social activism. No, 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 yeah, social activism. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. He needs to tiptoe around all his social activism. He doesn't need to be loud about anything. If that's what he wants to do off the field, he needs to be quiet about it. But as far as him playing football, he needs to get back on the field and just let all of that stuff play out outside of football without any distraction to the rest of the world. All he needed to be worried about is playing playing football. And it's like, this is really bothering me because like now I'm starting to think, okay, maybe it's a generational thing because Ray Lewis is, is much older. He had a different fight or whatever. And, you know, maybe he's coming from a place where football was his way out. Once again, you got another dude that all they know is football all their life. And Ray's been through some things in his lifetime. I've heard him speak about it in different, uh, you know, uh, public speaking engagements or whatever. But still, like, you you once again saying that you support this man's activism, but the football field is a sacred place. The owners don't have anything to do with what's going on outside in the regular world. They're not directly affected by any of this stuff. 
And it, should, it they don't have anything to do with it. All Colin Kaepernick need to do is play football and not bring any of that onto the football field because that's a sacred space. That's a special place. And BJ, you had a great point the other week, man. Bought and sold. That that that's all I got from everything he said on that. Show. I, I didn't hear the interview I, when you guys started talking about it earlier. The first time I really started looking at it, but from your description, what you just told is the same old. Um, just be quiet, do what you need to do, get by, and they mm-hmm. won't, bother, won't bother you. Um, that's the same, same mentality that that left people dead in the streets, left people in in low places in their careers, left people just in the shadows for years. And if everybody had that mentality, a lot of things would be different right here. There's not even no need to go into details about it. It's crazy because he literally makes several statements referring like like directly to what you're talking about, BJ, where he's like, you know, oh, we had ancestors who fought for all that stuff that he's talking about and all this other stuff. But, you know, this is football. This is about football. And it's like. And how many years have you been? Are, it's about our how many life. years. Like, it blows You've had. You've had Equality, segregation, that's something else. But okay, so, so how, how many years have you been, um, has the National Football League, the NBA, the NFL, have players thrive from black communities, from black neighborhoods, um, and they've become just pocket fillers for everybody else? Now, I'm not saying if that's what your niche is, that's where you got. If God-given talent is there, by all means, go pursue it. But at the end of the day, if that that is your platform, that is you have a chance to do stuff and have a voice against anything out there. Now, if this man was out here speaking against, um, I can't even make nothing crap off the top of my head right now because it's not even worth sugarcoating nothing. But if, if that's your platform, we all have a platform no matter where we're at. If you're a janitor in a Fortune 500 company, if you're a garbage man, you have a platform to do any and everything with the people around you, the people that um, quote unquote monitor you, supervise you. And at some point in time, if you took a sit back and take it, then you you basically sold out. Look, look personal opinion. Look, it's not to me about. I understand everybody is not Malcolm X, right? It's fair. But what I get offended by is by you trying to tell Malcolm X to shut up. Like that's that's really what it breaks down to me is is I understand if it's not for you to do, but the fact that he's not out there killing nobody, he's not talking disrespectful about females, he's not trying to, you know, say be a bad father, like he's talking about injustice that is is being, you know, in a sense washed over and tried to be swept under the rug. In, in so many aspects that people try to act like racism is somehow, you know, dead or somehow, you know, less you know, less racism in America than there was previously, that it's it's that's what's offensive when it's like if he wants to stand on the platform of being able to say, Hey, I have popularity and notoriety and what I want to do is go ahead and use that to at least get the message out of, hey, Guess what? There is still police brutality. Guess what? There is still racism. If that's what he wants to do for you to be like, what are you doing, boy? 
sit back mm-hmm. down and enjoy this 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 you know this great land that we that we get to pick cotton on essentially is the way that it comes across to me you know all respect to ray lewis you love but still it's i, I feel like you cooning i cannot i cannot be okay with you telling somebody who's standing up to sit down at the end of the day if they are willing to stand up if you're not willing to get behind them i understand that Everybody is not built like that. So it's that we made it mentality. They like, yo, man, sit back down. What are you doing, man? Just go ahead and, and do this. Do what we doing, man. Why are you gonna try to ruin it for everybody? Just trying to make it better for everybody. Uh huh. Hey, and the hey. fact. Go ahead. We're talking about the NFL, but this is so much bigger than the NFL. This exists in government. This exists in across the board. In life. Across the board. And what happens is every time that you have somebody that speaks up for the cause, we always go find somebody that looks like them to say something to counter it, right? So let me take you back. 2012, Barack Obama, they went and got Herman Cain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? 2016 yeah. is almost over, but we still went and got Ben Carson. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Right? Then all of a sudden you have Colin Kaepernick. And for the most part, most people have been in support of him. You go get Mike Vick. Now, Shannon Sharp has been talking for months about black issues. And all of a sudden now, okay, well, who can we get that has a big voice, a big mouth that won't back down from Shannon? Because the dude on the other side of Shannon, the undisputed, he he can't do it. He can't do it. The part that skip, skip, with, skip can't do it. So we had to go get Ray. The part that, that kills me with Ray is that, like I said, loving to death, a great guy. But if you talk about platform, so at the end of his career, what platform, what stance has Ray Lewis? Did Ray Lewis take? I don't know what he did. Uh, there's more of religious, remember? Oh yeah, Ray Lewis went straight religious. The last few years of his career. So, so hold a second. So, what you're saying is that. Things that happened in my life, I had a situation and I, I turned to religion. I, I became an ordained preacher, wasn't he? Isn't he? He is, yeah. I'm not sure okay. about that part. I know, well, I know he's pursuing it. I heard he's pursuing it. I'm not sure if he's there yet. But religion took a became a very important part of his life and his speech and his platform outside of. Now, if you listen to some of those speeches he gave his last like year, everything was because his platform was more become religious, become more spiritual, becoming connected one with God, which is great. I'm not doubting that. But then to turn around and say somebody else who's now their platform, they play the same sport. Their platform is now of the social injustices that are going on and calling attention to it. He he wasn't up in arms and throwing things and cussing nobody out. The man took a knee. He is a preacher. Side note. I was, yeah. Good job, fact check. Fact checker number two. I can't fact check while I'm talking, sorry. So when you talk about it, like it's, it's being hypocritical about what you're doing and what, you, what you're feeling. Cause they should have, in that case, they should have told him, no, you're here to play football. Stop talking about God and mm-hmm. you're on to play, play the sport boy. Yeah. That's how I see the situation. But, but here's the thing though, Colin did not make the game about social injustice. No. Period. He didn't. All he Everybody did. Everybody else all, made it. All he did at first was sit down and then he took a knee. Period. The NFL and everybody else made it about the game because yeah. if it's not if if it has nothing to do with anything, then okay, why are we talking about? It? Why are we talking about it? 
let the man do the silent protest and he gets on the field, he's playing ball. He's, he's not in the, in the mm-hmm. huddle. He's not like, hey, guys, what about the social injustice? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think exactly. And, and the funny thing, too, about Colin Kaepernick's situation is I get so mind blown when so many military people will get so offended by it as well. When he's explained several times, like it is not about the military at all. Right. And I, right. I love, I love and appreciate the service that you have done. It's not about that. It's about, you know, the, the, the foundation of our country saying we're all created equal and we are not. Mm-hmm. Two things, two things with that, man. Cause like, first I don't even know how like some of the military people can like, go to work you know what i'm saying sometimes with some of the things that are going on in in america that what you're supposed to be protecting so i don't even understand how they do it and i was well, all in the military myself the, so. the, there are those that they have issues and there are some that did speak up for him right to mm-hmm. say that, hey, yeah. they, they fully support him so it's not all of them right you know right. He, he does have support but but i want you guys to see what's happening and that is is that here is a voice that people may line up behind. So we have to silence that voice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing you mentioned Black Lives Matter. They're scared of young people right now. That's why we have a quote unquote millennial problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because young folks are willing to, they, they're going to organize. Yeah. And, and, they have, nice. and they have to means to do it via social media because the world is so much smaller now. So much smaller. They have to keep them. They have to keep them suppressed. Mm-hmm. So they, they're they working at it from every angle on a social level, in a corporate level, you you, you name it, it's there. I remember um, in high school, or excuse me, in college, uh, took a trip to my uh, girlfriend's um, hometown in Missouri. And I remember uh, things didn't go that well. Won't go into all the details. But I remember uh, coming back, my dad uh, told me that her father called him and was pretty much got on him, like, what, what's wrong with your son? My dad's like, what do you mean? He's like, he won't just listen to me. If I tell him something, like, he, he's, like, fact-checking and trying to, to make sure I'm right and there, all this other stuff. He won't just do what I tell him. And my dad's like, well, that's what I raised him to do. And that's what is the issue now is that... That's like you said, they are scared of the millennial mindset of I'm not just going to accept what you just say is it is what it is. Like, hold on, I want to, I want to, are you sure that is what it is? And that's what scares them. Like, what do you mean? For all this time, we've been, we've been on the thought process of if you tell me the story is that this is what needs to happen, I'm trusting that story that you brought to me from the East Coast that, that that's fact and that's factual. I'm just going to take it for what it is instead of holding down and being like, oh, well, hold on wait a minute, we could do this a different way. You know what? There is a better way to do this. Or you know what? It isn't fair that this is going on. And that that blows a lot of people's minds. And it, it is scary. But it's something that needs to be more accepted, especially with the fact that there's so much information that's accessible to everybody. I think what it is is the fear of the real minority. I mean, you figure that unification is happening all across the world. And most of the people that are unifying are people of varying colors. I don't even go as far to say they're all, you know, black or they're all Latino. It's varying colors, and you get to your point, you know, the more information people are starting to check. 
history, people are starting to check the facts, people are starting to see through the things that previously were pulled on by Ivy and say, okay, you don't want to vote for so-and-so, that's who I'm going to vote for. And now people are like, well, why should I vote for you? And you got an 18, 19, 20-year-old, you know, white kid from wherever that's asking questions of another senator, elected official, about why should I vote for you and not just assuming that because we have the same race, we have the same background, like I automatically kind of vote. So, and that's the beautiful thing about this generation, about this whole era. You know what I'm saying? You have a lot of young people, cross cultures, a lot of us are not taking just what somebody is giving you anymore. Doing the research. We got a lot of other voices out there besides Colin Kaepernick and Colin. We support you on the 13th floor all day, every day. But we uh, we got a lot of voices out there that are helping push that agenda, push that education, push that growth and that development. So that's, a, that's one of the beautiful things about this era and this generation, not just taking what somebody hands you. We out here doing the work, taking the time educating ourselves so we making informed decisions not just doing what somebody tell you to do you're gonna jump in jay yeah no i was gonna say um like basically piggyback off what michael's saying like that's i think that's the the difference now it's like people are asking why it's like back then like everybody was saying it was like it's just it was just easier to allow other people to think for you it's easier to allow other people to say hey this is the way it is let's just do it this way okay that's the status quo but when you start asking why you start saying, that's why a lot of the philosophers were uh were stunned. A lot of the philosophers were, were uh you know even to go as far as say murder. You know what I mean? Because they start questioning the status quo, and um it causes that uproar. It causes that that uh that you know discomfort in a sense to make other people question what they're going through. So uh, yeah, I we think that we we need to do stuff like that more often. So I before think. before we, we pass on back to Mike, I I want to bring up that that. I don't know if you've noticed this, but over the last, what, five or six years now, there's been a lot of untold stories of our community, untold stories of something like Detroit's coming out on Friday. Yeah. Um, that's something that was never told about. The, the Selma story came out a couple of years ago. Like, there's a lot more things, research that's coming up that's now being put to the front. And where that would have been hushed years ago, now is getting green lights because it's being produced by one, by you know a mixture of black, white, Latin, but... You know, people who are producing these isn't the same old Hollywood or old people that would just go, no, let's just do it our way. It's now open that gap, independence. So, uh, listen, it's a, my, minority is not the number one problem anymore mm-hmm. uh, as far no. as race. Yeah, now, now it's age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, age is, age is the new is the new minority. Yeah, but I think when you get to age, if you talk about, I mean, you're saying what, 53 years. So anybody that's 54 or older grew up with. Different signs, different water fountains, different doors to enter. Mm-hmm. And majority of people that are in those elected positions are above 54. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I think they were accustomed to to where there wasn't a question, boy, do it. Mm-hmm. And there were repercussions for you not responding to that in that time. Yeah, so they were the, They knew something. Mm hmm. Like, you ready to fight now? Yeah, who got that real? No, who got really turned up and got really turned out on some trying to go against the grain or trying to be Mm -hmm. that voice that oh no, they you know they either died or they have some type of severe scar or they you know that they have some real memory of you know really being pushed to the limits of wow, there's nothing I can do at all and I'm either you know lucky I didn't uh, get killed or you know what RIP them right now that it's 
Aren't you All right, man. Oh, go, go ahead, man. No, I was gonna say, man. I'm tired of talking about. It. I'm not black. I think, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm 52. Alright, <laughs> 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 right, you brought up a good point, man. Uh, they got another show coming out. Um, I think it's called it's an alt history called Black America. I think Will Packard doing it on uh, Amazon. Um, mm. He's working on that. I hadn't seen the new Roots either. I know that that that's supposed to have been done or it almost already came out. Or yeah, it came out. It, it, yeah, it came out. It, huh? You watch Underground? No, but I heard it's amazing. I heard that and they canceled it. They canceled the series. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Hey, shout out to our alum, uh, Aisha Hines. Yeah. She yeah. played Harriet Tubman in that show. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Dang, that's crazy. They canceled it. Too much information. <laughs> See? That's they're trying to silence that's the, the voice, man. The, the network didn't want to keep carrying it, right? Or something like they, that? Yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to find it on, um, on, on one of the social Netflix or Amazon or Hulu. They're trying to get somebody to pick it up. Somebody will pick it up. Amazon. I mean, Amazon or Netflix. On this centric soon. <laughs> or TV One. TV One. Make sure that. Let's make that happen. TV One. Easy. Hey, so moving right along. Uh, Faison, before we get into your UC, UCF uh, story, uh, I got a question for the group, man. It kind of ties to finances, but I want y'all opinion on it and see what y'all would do in this situation. So you got two options, right? You uh, you can take $2 million right now, cash in hand, or you can get an annuity payment. You get an annual payment or a monthly payment, whatever, but you will get uh, the equivalent of but is it sixteen thousand dollars a month? I think it's one hundred ninety-two thousand dollars a year for the rest of your life, the rest of your natural life. So you can get a lump sum, two million dollars right now, or rest of your natural life, you get that one hundred ninety-two k a year. What would it's, you? Do? It's my money, and I don't want it now. Going on to JG Wentworth. So we got uh, two five one it now. I, I'm I'm taking uh, the one ninety two a year. I'm, no, I'm about to no. say, hold on, hold on. No, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the one ninety two. Yeah, I'm taking the one ninety two. I'm taking the one ninety two. Okay, so okay, go ahead. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I got I, I got definitely there, taking the one ninety two for life. There's, 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 there's something that we can talk about. Yeah, that's only ten years. But yeah, I'm still kicking. It depends. I, I have to know what is the state of the economy. No. What what is what it is the ten year projection look like? Two million is still two million. That's only two uh ten years of hundred and ninety two. If I'm getting now, two for life. You can do a lot with two million right now if you invest yeah, it properly you and you don't know how long life is. Yeah. We can all get hit by a bus out the door not tomorrow now. Final destination was real, kind of sorta. Like that two million dollars was gonna matter anyway. <laughs> I think if you got it in hand, you passing it on. One ninety two of all the dice. Wife, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Somebody, but yeah, so, I don't okay. so here's so here's. Years. Go ahead, go ahead, go, ahead. Go, 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 please, go ahead, go ahead. That, that, I, I, I'm leaning more toward the one ninety two, one ninety eight a month, but it, a it year, depends on, a year per year. Sorry, but it, I guess it depends on my current situation as well. Right. If I if I let's just say for some reason I knew some type of illness, something was going on in my life, whatever. I don't know, time's ticking, I don't know. Carol mentioned something a couple weeks ago we talked about. I'm going to take care and set up my family and my kids to make sure that they're set so I don't die with debt and pass on debt. When he said that a few weeks ago, that was a key thing that we need to come back to in a couple weeks uh, about financial planning and taking care and setting up wealth 
and trust and everything for our kids and our future so we don't die with debt. Now, if I knew that was a possibility, I would take the two million, wipe out everything, and then set them up to be okay when I'm gone. Because the one of the two per year is not really gonna do nothing for me in a couple of years when I'm when I know I'm gonna be gone. Okay. It might not be as top fan, but at 36 year old right now, current situation I'm in right now, <laughs> give me the 192 per year. I'm gonna ride out. I'm gonna take care of everything I need to do, and I'm gonna be okay. So, so this, so it's funny because we literally had this conversation, um, and you know, we don't, we didn't talk at all about this before. So this is kind of interesting. At my aunt's um, retirement party, we were talking about the you know, the older generation and how they were given the option of getting a lump sum money for retirement from the pension or getting it throughout the year. So it's all about mindset. If you're giving someone $2 million who has no idea what That's the value of $2 million is, you can blow through $2 million in so less than bad. two months. Because one, you got all the vultures that come out, all the friends, especially they know you got it. The friends, the cousins, oh, can I get this? Oh, you, you hate me. And then, God forbid you win a lottery, there's letters from your mail. People who just, I want to kill myself if you don't give me $1,000 because I need this, blah, blah. So that happens for real. I, it does. I, I watched. Sorry. I watched my um. What's that show? What's that show? Show one. It's a lot. Yes. What yes. About. Yes. So so that's that's a relax, rad dad. That's a true relax. story. Now hey, Jones is cold blooded, y'all. Now, <laughs> now listen. But so but then but then on the other side with the one ninety two, you know, like like Brian said, it's all about if you. Um, if you had that coming in every every year, then you know what you're going to do with the process. So you, you can still blow through, but more is coming. So it's all about mentality of who, what you've done and who you have around you. you in order to get $2 million, it's a strong, it's a, hey, or here's a big lump sum. And you're looking like, oh man, I can do this and I can buy that or I can buy this. And that money goes. So you got to have the mentality. Even without splurging it, like I just feel like that is two bad investments away uh-huh. from it being uh-huh. real quick gone and, and there's no recovery whereas yeah. you can have a bad year on the 192 and like, <laughs> I'm gonna get it right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's no different than um the, the teachers who whether or not you take the, the, the pay throughout okay. the whole year or you mm-hmm. say I just want it throughout the school year I know we all, um, if you have any teacher friends, you at least have a couple of them mm-hmm. kind of being foolish enough to think, oh, yeah, I want more money now. And I'll save it. And I'll it, save it. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to get the have it. As soon as that summer hit, you hey, like, hey, hey, to do too. something? Oh, well, uh, the way my uh, bank account set up, I'm trying to pay rent. And, but, but because majority of the U.S. is living paycheck to paycheck, uh-huh. or in this case, in this case, direct deposit to direct deposit, because they never see the actual check. <laughs> because because of that, like I was the I was the teacher, because I knew my situation, I knew my life. I took the ten month salary versus the twelve month salary. It's the same number, just divided up over ten months versus twelve months. Um, so really, depending on your lifestyle and how you how you live and can take care of things, whether you got kids, the bills you have, you get two months of no pay. Financial education is the key word here. Hey, hey, BJ, let me tell you something right quick. You are the exception and not the rule. You are. You are. You're able to budget (laughs) that 10 months worth of salary through 12 months. But for me, it wasn't budget because I always kept two or three jobs. Oh. And the teacher, y'all know me. 
CJ. I knew what I was going to do that time. <laughs> there is uh, somebody listening to this, a teacher listening to this podcast right that's now. That's what I'm Eating ramen noodles. <laughs> I can't wait to school start back Denitra, call us. Exactly. Leave a comment, Nitra. Um, so this is funny, though, because I, I, I kind of oh, want to segue into, this is cool because thinking about the UCF kicker, and right. his name is Donald Deheya. I'm, I'm probably saying it correctly. It's H-A-Y-A. It's the last four. Um, I would say Heye. Um, but um, he he is a obviously for UCF. He um, he's a student there, a kicker, um, and he does a YouTube series. So he's getting monetary value off the YouTube series. So, but you know, in NCAA, you can't get monetary value while you're a student using your athletic um, likeness, likeness to whatever it may be for the rules. There's some rule in NCAA, you know, two thousand stats. A student athlete, you are not allowed to be paid by anything. Period. If you are a student athlete, you cannot even you can't even have an outside. Um, it's very sketchy on how you can have a, even an outside job and how they're the biggest racket in America. So with that, so yes, yeah, so so but this time he got a buy. So UCF and NCAA worked together. They came up with a an amendment for him to to sign that was said that he can do his YouTube series, continue to get monetary funds from it, but he cannot use any UCF or any, any NBA or any, any NCAA material, anything about sports or activity, he can do whatever he wants with it. That's the so, show. That is the show, but he can take the show, you can unmonetize certain videos. So on YouTube, this is going deep, deep, deep in YouTube, you can make a video unmonetary so you don't get paid for it and use that to grow your social media, to grow your platform, to grow it, so that when he is finished with NBA, he now has this long history that can now be monetized dramatically more. I mean, the dude's getting 21,000 hits. He's not getting a million yet. But growing over time, unmonetized, that could turn into something way bigger when he's on the field in the NFL. We can do those things. But he didn't think about the long-term goal and the long-term yeah. process. It was, oh, I need the money now. But you're getting really a free ride in college. You already got a free take ride. Care of. That's where we talk about, do I want it now or do I want it later? Am I a consumer or am I a producer? And this is the thoughts where I'm like, dude, made the wrong decision. He may think it's right right now, but he just lost a scholarship. He just lost college. YouTube is not going to pay right now where he's at currently for him. And he has the more content now. The content's gone. His full thing was he was active as first at UCF. Gone. Yeah, man. Like after, I, like when I first saw the article and art, like gave the synopsis of it, I was just like, ah, uh, you know, I don't know if he made the wrong decision. Then I see he's a sophomore one. He's not getting that many YouTube picks yet, so he's not into the me. I think you got to get a million before you start getting paid, like big money, real, yeah. real money. Mm-hmm. But so, even man, it's not real money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it, <laughs> but if you look at it from a long term perspective, you already on the full ride. So I went to Miami. I know that the full ride football <laughs> players ain't hurting for too too much, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't the co- the most cushy life, but he at UCF. He ain't at University of Miami, so it's a little difference in the level. But UCF coming up. But either way, yeah, man, bad decision, man, long term because he could have like get, even if if he was a senior, maybe I I want to get paid now. I can, can get drafted. Well, it's a great can example. I, of can I show y'all a, a different part. side of it though? Yeah, please. always, always. Because we're doing exactly what we just talked about earlier in this podcast. His mindset, listen, this is not important to me. This is more important to me. And I feel more fulfilled by doing this YouTube show. 
Did you read the article though? I didn't read the yeah. article. Yeah. At the end of the article, content. he starts apologizing and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, please, I want to come back. I want to, like, he, he makes it. If he has, if he has had that stance where this is more important to me and didn't start trying or to. Or even hit. if it was on the stance of, hey, I think it's unfair. Right. If he has stood on. Double you know, athlete, I am not allowed. This has nothing to do with football in the sense. And, mm-hmm. you know, that it, it's, it, it's, it's me doing something off of my own you know, talent that I'm I'm getting, you know, funds from. But it wasn't that stance. It was him. Right. Saying, I want some money now. And then it and was that's why I say he was but he did that. He did he his his platform where he was like, hey, it's not fair. It's double A take it from us. And he won that battle. All he had to do was say, yeah. I will he well he won the battle, he lost the war. He no, won the he battle, the battle because he, he couldn't already he already couldn't do that. You already can't be. You are. I, I almost got in trouble for it when I was running track at UM because I right. was doing videos and I would come home to Petersburg with my UM stuff on. Mm-hmm. Already, he are. He didn't win. They just added a clause and said, "Hey, this is what you can do to skate by." But right. they're still gonna get. They're still getting paid. They're still getting paid because if he would have kept doing it and wearing and not monetized it, mm-hmm. UCF is getting all that credit. Oh, this dude go to UCF. He played football for them. I want to go to UCF now. Right. They're getting free advertising from him. They're getting more students, and he's still not getting paid. So if he had stayed on that platform and be like, I, I, you know, y'all again, are still again. How many people inside the box of a different mentality have been reaching out to him and talking to him from his original viewpoint? He, I don't that, know. I just found that, that influence has to be something <laughs> at this point, and somebody's probably just like, "Hey, you're doing the wrong thing." Again, I, again like I said, I don't think when you say you're doing the wrong right. thing, what do, what do you mean? He, when you say he's doing the wrong thing, girl? yeah. When I say that the people around him, the 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 elder people, are now telling him that, "Hey, you're doing the wrong thing." By doing what? By quitting? By quitting? Okay. Right, but, but am I am I saying that he should have put football or quit or quit something? No, no. What I'm saying is that he had the opportunity to do both he wanted to do. He could still have been a kicker at, in UCF, and he could still have his YouTube series. He just had to modify on the YouTube series the the actual logo he couldn't wear. He could once the logo was off, he could still do it with logo one, but he had to monetize it. So he can still grow and grow as as a personality on YouTube. And move forward, and then once it's done, he always has that back catalog. So it's not about changing his 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 appearance. He has to click one button that says "unmonetize this video," but video two I can monetize, which is just literally he's doing the same thing. I'd have got on there in a plain black T-shirt or a plain That's white. That's all he had to do. That's all he had to do with, <laughs> with the night with the night from a chess game. And that, and <laughs> more moral of the story is: have your cake and eat it too, as long as you know what side the icing is on. There you go. There you go. Hey, Fresh, we coming your way next for the Fresh Jam of the Week, baby. Oh, 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 let me turn it up. So, um, this week, <laughs> get fired up. We ready for y'all, people. Uh, you know, I like to take myself through both old and new. I, I found myself um, listening to a new, younger artist by the name of Vic Mensa. Um, he has a new album just called, uh, just dropped, excuse me, called The Autobiography. If you guys have iTunes or title, like I say, by Black, um, go ahead and take a listen to it. It's a great album, very eclectic, like I like, but he's got a lot of um, head nods and pushes from a lot of older oh. MCs, you know, Pharrell, 
Jay-Z. He is on Rock Nation. He actually said that he was initially inspired by um, KRS-One was the, the first real MC that got him to uh, actually like rap at all or like hip hop. Mike, 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 Mike's going to actually want to listen now. Right, you talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I saw What did you say his name was? Vic Manisa? Vic Vic Mensa for everybody out there. But anyway, the Fresh Jam of the Week this week is OMG by Vic Mensa uh, off his new album, Autobiography. It also has Pusha T. I'll go ahead and let y'all see that if you can. You probably can't, but it's okay. We're going to press the Mike D over there bobbing his head, right? Uh, Carol over there tasting it, you know what I'm saying? Swishing it around his mouth right now. He did some deep things in those first lyrics. Right. Hey, the young guns out here, man. You know, I, I, yeah, I heard of Vic Mensa. There is, there is some good stuff. Stars cross. And you got yeah. the answer in there. Yeah. I definitely, I, like some I said, good I stuff. definitely yeah. encourage you guys to check out that album because even more than just that one song are actually uh, pretty hot. He's got, uh, I'm, I listened to the whole thing this morning on my workout and was very impressed, uh, especially for him being of that millennial younger generation. He actually had a lot to say and a lot of, like I said, diversity and variety in the album. It wasn't all just... Um, trap music or just you know like really strong hip hop he was singing and doing a lot of different things that I was uh, very impressed by so make sure to go check that OMG is the fresh jam of the week go ahead and listen it's out there I'm, I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop calling them millennials I'm gonna call them the, the enlightened ones <laughs> <laughs> I like it I like yeah. it yeah we gonna keep it on UK we gonna keep it on UK let's get up on me now it's on you now, baby. Man, I could. I mean, I thought I was further up in the agenda, man. <laughs> man, I've been playing with the agenda all night, man. So you know, you <laughs> my fault. <laughs> no, I do. I do have a message for the people, though. So there are some of you out there. There are a lot of you out there. Most of you out there, I'll even venture to say, that you get up every day and you feel like there is something that you can do to affect change but you're holding yourself back because you're scared of what somebody else might say. That person that's trying to tell you that, Oh, we, we got a real good job here. If you just keep your head down and, and, and keep working hard, you, you know, you'll get your, your annual raise and, and, and we got a good thing. Don't, don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. <laughs> mess it up. <laughs> because, because that thing that you have, it's like a, it's like an instrument. And the music that you're holding back, the music is not for you. The music is for the listeners. It's for the people that are going to hear the message or that are going to be impacted by that action that you take. So stop looking for validation from other people. You go out there and do what it is that you feel that you're holding back and the validation will come. Don't wait for somebody to validate you. 52 is never going to validate you. 
And let the church say, It is, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, you, you can catch us on Apple iTunes, Podcast, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, man. Check out the page. Check us out on the F- Fledgeology Facebook page. But that's it here on the 13th floor, ladies and gentlemen. What? I get, no, what? I get, no, I get no corner? You did get your corner, man. You got your hey. stuff. No, that wasn't the corner? That was hey. the corner this week. Mark wants all the airtime. thank you again ladies and gentlemen for joining us here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best but the views are amazing art don't cry you'll get (laughs) one slow tear did you just hit the Indian um, non-recycling tear on us It's a wrap. Yeah, you don't touch my beer like two times. I was so 